Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. and the Pharisees were deliberately ignoring the miracles of Jesus and rejecting his claims. This guy can't possibly be the Messiah. He's just some wannabe, some carpenter from nowhere, from Nazareth, and he's gathering a bunch of people to follow him. And when they saw him cast out a demon and heal the guy, what did they say? Gotta be the devil. Can't possibly be God they had deliberately closed their eyes. Sometimes, even when you have all the facts, you still can't convince someone of something. Some people are happy in their ignorance, but Pastor Robert reminds us today that there are consequences to our willful ignorance. When you constantly ignore the facts, you can't be upset when you realize you've rejected the truth. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 13 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The Bible says all liars go to hell. That's pretty easy to understand, right? Very straightforward, not terribly complicated. All liars go to hell. But it also says that the Spirit of God is at work in us to build us into one building, a holy dwelling place for the Spirit of God. That one might require a little bit of discernment and divine input for us to really grasp what he's saying. We need to talk to him about that one. You don't really need to discuss the whole thing about all liars going to hell. It's like, okay, I I get that. Stop lying. I get that. Okay. Some things you're going to need to talk to him about. And he did it that way on purpose. You know why? Because he wants us to talk to him about all these things. It's not enough. Do you understand? It's not like he just... You know, he said, okay, listen, you got questions? Here's a book. Come back to me when you get it. He didn't do it that way. Do you understand? Because he wants relationship. He wants us to interact with him. And he's given us a starting point. It's kind of like, you know, when when you have a workbook, it's like, read this, here's some questions, and then we're going to talk about it. It's kind of like that. God actually wants conversation with those he loves. He wants us to learn to seek him as we read his book. Now, Matthew chapter 13, it's kind of like having the teacher's answer sheet, you know, having an open book test kind of a thing. 
You've got the questions and the answers. But these people didn't have that. Remember, that the, the audience, the ones who were there listening, they're standing there, Jesus is in the boat, he's, he's talking, and, and, and they had to have been completely bewildered. It's like, what, a farmer? How did we get to farming? We weren't talking about farming. I, I just wanted you to heal my daughter. She's sick. She's been sick for years. And you're talking about farming. Verse 11, Matthew chapter 13 says, He answered and said to them, Why do you talk to him in parables, Jesus? Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given and he will have an abundance, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes, listen to this, they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. What's he talking about here? Listen, do you remember we looked at it over the last couple of weeks? The scribes and the Pharisees were deliberately ignoring the miracles of Jesus and rejecting his claims. This guy can't possibly be the Messiah. He's just some wannabe, some carpenter from nowhere, from Nazareth, and he's gathering a bunch of people to follow him. And when they saw him cast out a demon and heal the guy, what did they say? Got to be the devil. Can't possibly be God. They had deliberately closed their eyes. They had deliberately shut their ears. And so Jesus said, it's not given to them. They're not going to understand the mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries of the Hebrew scriptures, the mysteries of the Old Testament are going to remain mysteries to them because they think they already know. They think they have it all figured out. They think they're already righteous. They think it's all about what they do and has nothing to do with who they are. But it's always a matter of the heart. And, And so he goes on and Verse 18, Matthew 13, 18, Jesus said, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. In other words, let me explain it to you. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, by the way, the idea really is embrace it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now, Luke tells us that Jesus made it very, very clear. The seed, Luke says, is the Word of God. The soil, it's the human heart. 
the farmer, the sower, it's Jesus in this context. And what he's telling us, see, is the thing that makes the difference in whether or not the Word of God produces fruit in an individual life, it's not the eloquence of the preacher. It's not the education of the preacher. It's not the technique of the preacher. It's not whether or not they have smoke machines and light shows or not. It's not about the quality of the seed. The Word of God is perfect. What is it about? It's about the condition of the soil. What, what kind of dirt does it land in? The, the Word of God, is it, does it land in a, in a heart that's prepared and ready? Soft? Fertile? Does it land on rocky ground? Or? And so, see, he gives us four scenarios there to consider, right? The first one... It's indifference. It's like the seed lands by the wayside, but, but the idea is like the person doesn't really hardly even notice that the, the, the gospel is shared and, and the person just kind of brushes it aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my cousin did to me 35 years ago. Hmm, that's interesting. Sounds like you found something that works for you. Because he thought he'd heard it all already. He grew up going to church just like I did. He thought he'd heard the whole the whole thing. The second one that he gives here is a person, they're initially receptive and even get all excited about it. That's one thing, by the way, that it always makes me nervous. You know, when somebody, when they first accept the Lord and they're just super excited and because what I've noticed is at least sometimes it turns out to be like this. More often than not, unfortunately, the excitement is really short-lived. And as soon as it gets hard, they give up persecution comes, whatever, and they're done. The third one, they begin to put down some roots and grow, but not for long because there are too many distractions, too many little gods competing for the place of preeminence. And you know what? I mean, man, that, that's convicting. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details his birth and life, his ministry and then his death. But it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.